Welcome to Out of Bounds. This is Dylan James. And alongside me, as always, is JT. JT, how's it going? I'm doing good, Dylan. Doing good. And I just wanted to say happy belated birthday, America! America! As we all celebrate 4th of July, hope everyone had a safe holiday. Uh, thankful for the troops, everything, for everything, for the service. And just hope everyone had a great weekend. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I had a great weekend. I don't know about you, but... We had a little get-together at my girlfriend's place, and you were there. We had a great time. Yes, we sure did. We had a great time. We played Cards Against Humanity. We had hot dogs. We had potato salad. Minus the Hennessy. Well, yeah, <laughs> minus, minus the Hennessy. Let's let's never bring that to an, in a party we ever go to no, ever again. No, Because that's just not a good night. <laughs> but we did have hot dogs, and for the record, I only had three hot dogs, so that's 69 hot dogs less than what Joey Chestnut had. Yes. On Tuesday. Yes. Joey Chestnut's the champ, man. He is the. I don't know how he does it. I don't know. How he I does can't do it. <laughs> it's it's so funny to watch that happen. Just the whole thing happen. It's um it's an interesting, interesting event. Interesting sporting event to watch. I yeah. don't like watching it really. No, I I can't watch, man. Can't watch those people suffer in the faces and uh no. Yeah, it's awful. But anyway, Dylan, for the show tonight episode 13 we're gonna change things up a little bit dylan changing a little bit so what do you got well we have a very special guest on the phone line we talked about this a few weeks ago jt where this guy named the freeze is with the atlanta braves and he races a fan in the stands every single game and if you beat the freeze then you get a gift card or something to racetrack in atlanta um however there's been somebody out there for quite a while who's been doing this a little bit longer than the freeze has since 2012 i believe and his name is ace the squirrel and we actually have ace on the phone right now um he is with the lake elsinore storm over in california the affiliate of the san diego padres and he is on the phone with us and he wants to say something to the freeze so uh ace if you're there with us what do you want to tell the freeze uh, you know, I, I, after kind of the notoriety that he's been getting, uh, a lot of the fans here have been asking me about about him as we've been doing a very similar um, promotion. Um, and you know, I'm not I, I'm a humble guy, and uh, but they everybody's been saying, well, they stole the promotion and they took it from from the Lake Elsinore Storm, um, and so uh, you know we're just kind of putting out a friendly competition uh, to see uh, you know who who would uh, you know win in a race. All right, so you want to go down uh, either to Atlanta or wherever you want to go. So you said the freeze can choose the location and the time, um, but not August nineteenth because that's your retirement, correct? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the alleged day where uh, they're going to give a salute to Ace, the fastest squirrel in the world, here at the ballpark. Um, but uh, I welcome him to come here or uh, reach out and make a travel and uh, however it works. I'd love an opportunity to meet him and shake his hand and uh, have, a, have a friendly competition. So what made you guys think of this Ace, the fastest squirrel in the world? Like what, what, promo- what made you think of this promotion in the first place? Sure. So uh, I came in 2012 as an intern, and uh, if you're in the sports world as an intern, especially in minor league baseball, you have to get involved with whatever they kind of tell you what to do, including some fun and, um, you know, uh, different promotions and just kind of acting silly. Um, and at the time, our director of promotions kind of came up with the idea, knowing that I'm a former track runner, um, to 
race a fan. Now, typically, if you go to a minor league game, the, the mascot of the team will usually race a young kid, and uh, something will happen or there will be some sort of distraction, and the mascot will always lose when this young kid will win. Well, we figured let's roll, let's flip the rolls and reverse them. And, uh, you know, here at the ballpark, I give the fans a lead, um, similar to as Mr. Freeze does, and uh, I come back and dash in, in hopes for a, for a win. You have been to the San Diego Padres game before, and you have raced at that stadium, correct? That is correct, yeah. Okay, and you've only raced there once or a few times? Yep, nope, just just once. They, uh, the scouts and the general manager of the Padres at the time, Josh Burns, you know, had come here. Obviously, we're, we're just about an hour north of San Diego, and um, he had obviously come to watch our players and saw this promotion and just kind of enjoyed it and uh, looked forward to it and uh, just kind of how the powers to be and, and, you know, enough rubbing elbows between our staff and the, and the Padres staff, and he wanted me to come race, and um, so I got my one my one fifteen seconds of fame to go race down there at Petco. You know, not to extend my lure of anything, but uh, <laughs> I came out in about the fourth inning, and they were down to their rival, the San Francisco Giants, about four runs. And uh, I happened to run across the field, do the promotion, um, and whatever sparked their laugh or, or laughter of the of the promotion at all. But they ended up did rallying, um, f- you know, five runs that next half inning, and then they did end up winning an extra innings over over the Giants. That's incredible. Well, uh, thank you for calling us today, Ace. We truly appreciate it. Um, and again, the freeze, the challenge is, is to you now. Um, you can accept this challenge against Ace, the, the fastest squirrel in the world, and become a legend, or Ace could beat you. Um, but you can pick the location, you can pick the time, and Ace will be there. Ace, thank you so much once again for giving us a call, and we look forward to seeing this race sometime in the near future, but not on August 19th. <laughs> that is correct. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I appreciate what you guys do. No problem at all. Have a great day, Ace. All right. Take care. So, Ace the Squirrel, there you have it. He wants to challenge the freeze to a race. Hopefully, we see it soon, but only time will tell. Well, hopefully, Dylan, won't, he won't end up like what happened with that Atlanta Braves fan that happened last month. He was running against the freeze, and he's running his head start. And then the guy catches up to him, passes him, and he falls on the face. So, hopefully, that will be a race we'll get to see. Hopefully so. So, now on to our regular stories of the week. Um, in the NBA, let's start off there. They've had some free agent madness, as you will. So, they are going to carry on my Hayward son. <laughs> see what I did there? Um, Gordon Hayward is going to the Boston Celtics. Uh, and do you think that team improves with Hayward coming on the team? Well, I think Danny Age, he, he, he took a, a big risk here because, remember, the Celtics were trying to make a move to get uh, Blake Griffin from the Clippers. They tried to get uh, Jimmy Butler from the Bulls. And they also tried to get Paul George. Um, they tried to get him, but Paul George, as we saw, he, he got traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So that was a big surprise there. So... Danny Ainge knew he had to do something because if he lost out on Gordon Hayward or he decided to stay with Utah, Boston would have to stick with Jason Tatum, who they drafted, and go with a, the same group of guys they had this past season. And Boston, they're thinking of trying to keep up with the Cavaliers. So it's going to be interesting to see how that move turns about. It's, it's a big win for the Celtics, no question about it. Who do you think has improved so far the most in NBA free agency this year? Oh, man, it's... It's so many decisions I can go with this, but you have to go with the defending champions, the Golden State Warriors. You got to re-sign Kevin Durant, 
at a discount. He's given up like $10 million a season to stay for two more years with the Celtics. On top of that, they could keep all the, play- the core players, Sean Livingston, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, they're all- and Durant. They're all going to stay. They're not going anywhere. And on top of that, you pick up my boy, Swaggy P, Nick Young from the Lakers. Man, the Warriors, that team is going to be a beast to be reckoned with. As far as teams that didn't really improve themselves, well, the Cleveland Cavaliers. You had a chance to get Paul George, didn't get him. You had a chance to get Jimmy Butler, didn't get him. And it's been, what, six days now in NBA free agency, and the Cavaliers haven't done much. Uh, Kevin Love's still there. You haven't traded him. Uh, so I don't know what Cleveland's going to do, and everyone's freaking out. They don't have a GM. They still don't have a GM. There was talk they were trying to get Chauncey Billups, but they lowballed him with the money they're offering. And I'm like, if I'm a GM, I'm kind of like, why am I going to take this job when it's highly likely LeBron James could leave? And Chauncey Billups is actually in the three-on-three tournament right yes, now too so he just made his premiere i think his debut today mm-hmm. actually with his team so that's really cool to see him in that league i would say the most improved um from last year to this year actually getting paul george to oklahoma city was a huge deal to me getting paul george and then having russell westbrook there the reigning mvp i think that could be a very good team too and with other teams seeing the way that that team's being built other players seeing the way that team's being built right now I think that, you know, if there are other free agents out there looking for a place to go, I think the Oklahoma City should be a good place to look at because those two players starting off, I mean, that's a that's a good core to that team. So I think Oklahoma City has done the best so far in free agency. So speaking of Paul George, he is going to the OKC Thunder. What do you think about that move? Um, for, for the Thunder, it's a, it's a risk because they're getting him on basically one year left in his contract. We'll see if they're going to be able to pull off and get him on an extension to stay longer. I think that depends how the team does this season. But I think with him there, the Thunder are definitely going to be competitive. Uh, what they gave up, they gave up Oladipo and a couple players to the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers didn't get anything good in this deal. I mean, yes, okay, you get Oladipo who went down the road to IU. But Indiana Pacers, to me, are going to be a team in rebuild for a while. So there's no question. The Thunder clearly won this deal. So moving on to other players that re-signed in the league, uh, Blake Griffin re-signed with the LA Clippers this year, and that was kind of surprising to me. I would think that he would want to move on, but with the money they offered him, I mean, I guess there's no other team that would actually offer him a, mo- a money contract that large. Do you think it's a good move for Blake Griffin and the Clippers, or do you think the Clippers are still going to be a team that is on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs? I think this means that Blake Griffin, at least for this upcoming season, it's going to be the f- franchise player because Chris Paul's gone now so he's gonna have to carry the load um they still got a handful of young players and you got Doc Rivers Doc Rivers is gonna get the best out of this team so the Clippers to me they will be in a team that's gonna make the playoffs I don't expect them to make a deep run but they'll definitely get there all right well uh Ricky Rubio of the of the Timberwolves actually got traded to the Utah Jazz this week what do you think that does to the Utah Jazz? Does that make them better or worse? Well, now that Gordon Hayward's gone, uh, we'll have to see on that. But I think with the NBA and the Western Conference as a whole, the Utah Jazz will definitely be competitive. Uh, you got Paul Millsap. He went to the Denver Nuggets. You know, the, the Rockets, we know what they made with their moves with getting uh, Chris Paul. So a lot of moves where teams are getting better. 
And then you got some teams like the Spurs that are going to stay pat. They, they still got LaMarcus Aldridge. They didn't trade him at the moment. So he's still there. And you got some teams like the Lakers that are just trying to get by this season. And then they're going to go big next year. So it's very interesting to see how it's going to look like in the Western Conference. Uh, the Trailblazers, you know, staying pat as well. And I think the Western Conference is going to be very competitive next season. Uh, speaking of which, as we already mentioned earlier, Kevin Durant, he did re-sign his contract with the State of the Warriors, and he gave up some money to do that. But I just think it shows what he said we were all expecting him to do. He wants to win championships, and that's what he's focused on doing. Speaking of championships, one player that we thought last week maybe wasn't going to move, but maybe open to moving is Carmelo Anthony. Uh, we talked about Phil Jackson being let go last week. But now Carmelo Anthony is saying that, hey, I'm willing to waive my no-trade clause to go to a team like the Rockets or the Cavaliers. And the reason why this is interesting because, well, Paul George, or Paul George, excuse me, Chris Paul is playing for the Rockets right now. Yeah, he is. And you got LeBron James playing for the Cavs. Playing for the Cavaliers. So, Dylan, I think you see where I'm going with this. I think so, too. I, I, I think that in this situation, I think that... LeBron James is done with Cleveland. I, that, that's my honest opinion. I think that LeBron James will be leaving the Cleveland Cavaliers next season um, if there are no major changes in this offseason or this next this coming up season. I think he'll be done next offseason and he'll be moving somewhere else. Now, it makes it interesting because do you think that LeBron is telling Carmelo to go to the Rockets because CP3 is already there to make it to where they have a big three in Houston so that his friends can play with him and they go in a ring together. I think that's the biggest move of the year if that actually happens. That might be even the biggest move since the Miami Heat move whenever Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, Wade and LeBron James went to Miami. So, I mean, that could be a huge, huge deal next season um, that we won't know about until later on. But I think that that might be something we need to look at coming up in the next few months. So um, keep your eyes in Cleveland and in Houston because if Carmelo goes to Houston, we all know what's going to happen after that. LeBron will probably go to Houston as well. But, you know, only time will tell. You heard it here first on the Out of Bounds podcast. Oh, yes. So on to hockey news in the NHL. There has been free, some free agency moves. Not very many big blockbuster moves been happening. There have been a lot of... Um, a lot of re-signing. So Patrick Sharp rejoined the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, the Sabres are bringing back Jason Pominville. Surprise. Um, and winners and losers of this week in free agency so far. Uh, JT, who you have there? Well, my clear winner for free agency so far has to be what the Toronto Maple Leafs did, giving Patrick Marlowe, he's 37, you gave him a three-year contract. Uh, and he's going to mix in with that young team nucleus for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Remember, they gave the Capitals fits in the playoffs in the quarterfinals. So the Maple Leafs, to me, I think with this move, got a lot better. Um, another winner to me is the, the Montreal Canadiens. They, they locked up Carey Price, eight-year contract. So he's not going anywhere. And they also brought in our one of our former players, Carl Alsner, and to the to help the defense out. So I think the Montreal Canadiens... Definitely made some big moves there. As far as losers so far in the NHL free agency, um, unfortunately, it's going to have to start with my Washington Capitals because our defense just got 
lit up from basically free agency, the expansion draft, and some of the moves we just made. So Kevin Shattenkirk, he signed with the New York Rangers. Carl Osner, as I mentioned, he signed with the Montreal Canadiens. Nate Schmidt, of course, he got picked up by the Vegas Golden Knights in the expansion draft. And then, of course, Justin Williams, Mr. Game 7, he signed with the Carolina Hurricanes. And, of course, you got, we made a trade recently. We traded Marcus Johansson to the New Jersey Devils for a bunch of draft picks. So you're, our hockey analyst, Scott, I'm sure is very happy about that trade. I don't get that move at all. But the Caps, you know, had to do what they do. You you locked up Oshie to a long-term contract. You locked off. You you uh, locked off. You locked up. Why am I getting that word mixed up? You locked <laughs> up Dmitry Orlov. There you go. And you locked up Evgeny Kuznetsov to long-term contracts. Now speaking of, and Andre Perkovsky. Now Kuznetsov, there was rumors earlier in the week saying he was threatening Capitals that hey, I might go to the KHL. Because I want to go play for Russia in the Olympics next year in Korea for hockey. Because that's what the Winter Olympics will be next season. So there was a lot of speculation that, hey, I go play in the KHL for a couple years. Then I'm a free agent. Then I can go sign with anybody. Mm. But the Capitals bulked and they decided to pay him the money. So that's what they did. So he's going to stay there for a couple years. So the Capitals was on the moves. Head scratchers. But we're just going to have to... Struck it up, and Ovechkin's still there. He hasn't been moved, so it looks like the Caps are just going to stay status quo and try to give it a go. We're not going to be a beast in the East, because I think a lot of teams in the East got better. Carolina, New Jersey, Toronto. Of course, you can't forget about the Penguins. So I think a lot of those teams got better. Uh, in the West, definitely Dallas got better. Chicago's going to get better. The Preds definitely got better. You picked up Bonino. Yeah, we did. Bonino, Bonino, Bonino. Yes, we did. So There's that man again. Yep. So uh, a lot of teams got better, but my Capitals, unfortunately, we did not get better. And speaking of losers, one loser I'd like to mention is there's a couple 40-year-olds still in the market. Shane Doan, who got let go by the Arizona Coyotes. Yarmer Yager. Yes, he's still in the league. Yarmer Yager, 45 man. years old. He scored 16 goals, and he's still going to play next season. I think someone will pick him up. And, of course, Jerome McGinley, he's still in the league as well. So that's who I got as a couple winners and losers for free agency in the NHL. Dylan, who you got? So I'm going to say the National Predators won. They're a big winner this week because, I mean, listen, it's the National Predators. So Homer, Nick Bonino came over <laughs> to us. Um, yes, he did. Bonino, so Bonino, Bonino, Bonino. There's that man again. Yep. So Nick Bonino came over. At least he won't have my capitals anymore. Very true. We got Scott Hartnell back, too. He used to be a National Predator, so I'm excited to see him back on the team. So we have some good pieces right now. Even if Mike Fisher does retire, which hopefully he doesn't, please, God, stay one more year, Mike. Um, if he doesn't stay one more year, it's fine. I think we have a good, solid core to our team right now to where we won't be in bad shape next season. So I think we could still challenge anybody in the league. Um, especially going to the Stanley Cup. Hopefully we can go to the finals again. But we'll see what happens next year. So I think the Predators did a very good job. Um, the Vegas Knights did a good job as well with their draft because they had an expansion draft and the regular draft. They did a good job with that. Um, and loser-wise, uh, the Penguins. Penguins you think the Penguins lost? Penguins didn't do that well in free agency, though. Well, yes, they did let Ron Hainsey go. Uh, of course, Benino's gone. Trevor Daly went to Detroit. Uh, they did pick up Anthony Emmy, so he's going to basically place Mark Andre Fleury, who's now in Vegas. But the Penguins got a young team, man. I the Penguins to me are still going to be a force to reckon with. They I don't think drop that much. 
Um, I was hoping the Tampa Bay Lightning would do a little more in free agency. They've been a little quiet as of late. Uh, but Neil Yakupov, he went to the Colorado Avalanche, so that might be a move that could revive his career. Uh, the Dallas Stars, they got Mark Mathot. They've been really busy, the Dallas Stars. They got Tyler Pitlick. They also picked up Martin Hansel. So I think Dallas Stars are going to be a team to look out for as well. And then the Anaheim Ducks, they picked up uh, Ryan Miller from the Vancouver Canucks. So that'll be another move to watch out for. So me and Dylan, we're definitely going to keep our eye on the NHL free agency this summer and see who else is going to get going as we get closer to the NHL season starting up. Yep, very soon. So moving on to the NFL and football news, the Packers sign. Oh, wait, before we do that, let's talk. We got to talk oh. about Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid getting his money. Yeah, got Show his me money. the money, Edmonton. Show he got me his the money. money. He got a $100 million eight-year extension for the Edmonton Oilers. So congratulations to him. And we might talk about him a little bit more later on the show. Yeah, I also heard, though, when he signed that contract, it still leaves Edmonton plenty of room to make more moves, to bring in more players. So Edmonton, they had a great run this season, made it to the second round of the playoffs. So Edmonton, they're going to be back. I don't know. It's going to be like the 80s when they were with Gretzky and Messier and all those players winning four cups in a row. But Edmonton's going to be a team to watch out for. So Edmonton... Watch out for Nashville. Guys, these teams are coming. They're coming. So on to the NFL now. Um, the Packers signed their draft pick, Montravius Adams, leaving eight unsigned draft picks. Is that a record? Having un- eight unsigned draft picks this late into the offseason? Hmm, I'm not sure, but currently the unsigned picks right now, the Bears, they have not signed. Ryan Campbell's boy, Mitchell Trubisky, he hasn't been signed yet. Ryan, what, what, what's happened there? Give me an update, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the 49ers, Solomon Thomas, he hasn't been signed yet. Uh, the Titans, Corey Davis, we haven't signed him yet. We're still working that out. That's fine. Uh, Jets safety, Jamal Adams hasn't been signed yet. Uh, the Chiefs have not signed Patrick Mahomes. The Raiders, cornerback, Garyon Conley. Safety, Jabril Peppers, who they have picked up as well. And then the Raiders second rounder, Obi Milifunwu. Those are all the players that have are currently not been signed up in from the NFL draft this season. Okay. And Trubisky, I don't think he's gotten signed because Chicago has cold feet. <laughs> They're saying, maybe this guy isn't as good as we thought he was going to be. Ryan Campbell's going to blow up your Twitter page. <laughs> I know he is. I know you he know is. it's coming at Facebook. It's, I know he it's is. It's coming. <laughs> but uh, it's just, you know, he's not going to be the best. Anyway, uh, moving on to Russell Wilson news. JT, we got some news on Russell Wilson? Well, Russell Wilson, he announced that he's going to do a quarterback academy um in washington so he's gonna he said i was reading the article about this morning he was talking about how he went to peyton manning's camp uh when he was young and he was inspired by that and it was a four-day camp and he learned so much from uh, peyton manning and that inspired him and he's been doing like one day quarterback camps um during the off season but now he wants to stick to the next level and do like an actual camp like four or five days and you bring in players from all over and what you do is you should show them what you've learned and, and how to be a successful quarterback. And, I mean, Russell Wilson, it's, it's a great story. You know, he's a short guy. I think he's, what, 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, uh, and he came from a system with Wisconsin and NC State when he was in college football. And third-round pick by the Seahawks, and he leads them to a Super Bowl. So, to me, it's a, it's a great story. And hopefully for Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson it will work out there. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, hopefully he doesn't get hurt at the quarterback academy. He doesn't need to play at all. He just needs to show the guys how to play. Like you know, give them verbal tips, not physical tips. Because if if that happens, then if Russell Wilson gets hurt, then we all know what will happen in Seattle, and we don't want that to happen for David Van Cleef. So we want Russell David Wilson. David Van Cleef is going to be sleepless. Russell That's Wilson sure. needs to be <laughs> healthy for this season. Um, speaking of free agents, Darrell Revis is a, still a free agent on the market. Do you think there will be any takers for him? Well, as we get close to the training camp. Dylan, uh, it doesn't look like he's going to get picked up at the moment. I know a lot of people are concerned about because he had a knee injury in 2012 and had to sit out most of that season. And he had some legal issues going on early in the offseason, but that got cleared up. So I think that's probably what scared teams away. You know, in the NFL, if you get accused of anything, they're gonna the teams aren't going to touch you until you get cleared. So I think Darrell Revis is going to sit and wait. I still think someone could pick him up. I mean... I know he had a down year with the Jets this past season, but I believe that if, let's say, the Dallas Cowboys, because you know Jerry Jones, he's always looking for people, and he's willing to take a chance on troublemakers. Um, the Patriots, well, I know it didn't work out for him this last time around, but you know you can never rule the Patriots out because they always got people tossing and turning every week, it seems. So I still think there will be a handful of teams that will keep a close eye on him just in case a big-name cornerback gets injured during the season. Very true. And last but not least, we are getting closer and closer to college football. The season kicks off on August 26th. We will have a preview later on. Yeah, this Dylan, month. is there any teams you uh, are keeping your eye on? I mean, we know, of course, Tennessee Vols. We know that for sure. Tennessee Vols, yes. But is there anything that's exciting you? I was reading an article about um, one of the, on ESPN. They were talking about why the SEC wasn't the top conference this past season in 2016. And, of course, we're. Everyone's going to talk about, you know, Alabama. Yes, Carol, Scarl, I hear y'all. Roll Tide, y'all. I hear you. I hear you. Shout out to Carol. We love you. But but uh, Alabama, of course, to me, with Nick Saber on the show, that's always going to be a team to watch out for. Uh, my Longhorns with some of the moves they made. It's going to be interesting to see how they are going to do this season. Of course, you can't roll out the 40 Gators. They're always going to be out there. Yeah. And... College football, we're almost there. We're almost there. I know Morgan's excited. Shout out to Morgan. Hi, Toddy. Yes. So, it's going to be very exciting. Um, the only game, because I looked at the schedule right now on Saturday, August 26th, because that's the first slate of games of the season. The only big game that at least I would maybe be interested in paying attention to is Stanford the Cardinal. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in Australia taking on Rice. Oh, so, okay. Because, you know, college football, it's like the NFL now. They're going to play games in London and all this and Ireland. Of course they are. Now they're going to do um, all this stuff. Speaking of college football, just one quick thing I want to mention. They also announced that Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, and the Arkansas Razorbacks, they're going to play each other for the first time in the 2020 season. They've never played each other in football before. And they're going to, they announced earlier this week that they're going to play each other for the first time this season in a couple years. So that should be very exciting. Very good. Um, a team I'm looking at is actually Michigan because I want to see if they if if Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh can make that leap this year and make it to the college college championship final or whatever it is. Um, because that'll be interesting to see that he's had a great team the past few years and he's always been just close to getting there and he hasn't been able to to make the leap yet. So hopefully this season they can make the leap and go from there. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and. A team that I'll keep my eye out on is uh, USC. Uh, see if they're going to get back to the you know, glory days of them winning championships and everything. So 
That'll be another team for me to watch out. You can't forget about the Pac-12. The Pac I know it's tough for us in the East Coast because their games are out late, but USC, Oregon, Washington, you got to watch out. The, the, the Pac-12, I think, is going to make some noise this year. It'll be interesting to see this season, and I can't wait for the season to start up on August 26th. Can't wait! And now it's time for JT's football recap of the week. JT, the microphone is all yours. All right. Thanks, Dylan. All right, guys. And here to help me recap the latest from the beautiful game is, you guessed it, our man, Uncle Bob Peters. Uncle Bob, thanks for joining me today. Well, I appreciate the honor again, uh, JT and Dylan. I appreciate the honor. All right, Bob, let's get into it. Got a lot of MLS games that happened this week. So I'm just going to pick a couple games that caught my eye for this past weekend. FC Dallas defeated Toronto FC 3-1. to The Chicago Fire defeated the Vancouver Whitecaps 4-0. And in the California Classico, San Jose Earthquakes defeated the LA Galaxy 2-1. to Then on July 5th, Atlanta United beat San Jose Earthquakes 4-2. And FC Dallas, they continue their winning ways, beating DC United 4-2. The LA Galaxy, they got had another rough week. They lost to Real Salt Lake. Six to two, and then we had some games last night. The only game I'm going to recap for that one is Houston Dynamo beating the Montreal Impact three to one. All right, so next, Bob, we're going to talk about the Confederations Cup that just finished up in Russia. We had a couple games that happened there. Portugal went to extra time to beat Mexico two to one, and then of course Germany, who had the young kids. Uh, play in this tournament. Uh, Lars Dino scored the goal to beat Chile 1-0 for Germany to win the Confederations Cup. Germany has now won the World Cup. They've won the Under-21 World Cup, and now they've won the Confederations Cup. So, Bob, I think it's safe to say Germany's going to win the World Cup next year. All right, just quick transfer rumors. John Terry, he is signed with Ashton Villa, so he's going there. Alexandre Lacazette, he has joined Arsenal, and the latest news today is Romelu Lukaku has agreed to terms with Manchester United. They're still working out some extra details. Maybe Ring Rooney might get sent to Everton, so they're going to work that out. All right, Bob, I know the moment you've been waiting for, Orlando City. So Orlando City had two games this past week. They played Real Salt Lake on Friday night in Salt Lake City. Jason Christ, he's the former Real Salt Lake coach. They beat Real Salt Lake 1-0 up there on Friday night. Will Johnson got the goal in the 17th minute, and the defense hold on. Now, the game last night at the Orlando City Stadium, they played Toronto FC. Orlando City had a slow start. Josie Altador scored the first goal, and it was a great goal from Josie Altador. And then they scored right in the second, beginning of the second half, Bob. Uh, right in the beginning of the second half, Giovinco scored to get them 2-0 lead. Carlos Rivas got his back in the game in the sixth-third minute with the assist from Dylan's boy, Kaka. Kaka. And then Giovinco gets the last goal to clinch the Toronto FC's victory 3-1. to That's not good for Orlando City. They've now dropped the fifth place in the Eastern Conference. The Phil Rawlings curse continues. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about the— I love how he just goes right <laughs> past it. All right, great. It continues. Oh, man. <laughs> Uncle Bob, Uncle Bob. All right. Well, at least the Orlando City team, what's the ultimate loss? Orlando Pride, the ladies, they, Alex Morgan, she returned, made her debut for the season in the NWSL. But unfortunately, Hallelujah. Chicago Red Stars defeated Orlando Pride 1 0. Christian Press scored the penalty kick in the 68th minute to clinch them the victory. 
Orlando Pride is still in sixth place, though, so they're still in it as far as making the playoffs. What do you think, Bob? Uh, I just hope that uh, Alex Morgan stretches every time she can because the hamstring <laughs> is not what you want to get hurt <laughs> during the game. <laughs> okay, that's the reason why you want her to stretch. All right, all right. Oh, Bob. <laughs> Alex, if you're listening to this, we apologize as a show completely. Um, no, that's a very Bob's. serious injury, man. You know, <laughs> hamstring is. is not the one you want to have. It and, is. You know. True. All right. Now, let's finish up this football recap. Uh, just to give you some games to watch this weekend. Uh, only MLS game this week is Sporting Kansas City taking on the Philadelphia Union. The CONCACAF Gold Cup starts this week. The only games I'll mention is Honduras. They're taking on Costa Rica Friday night. That's a big game to watch. On Saturday, the U.S. men, they will be in Nashville taking on Panama. That's going to be a big game. Nashville, Dylan, I've last I checked, they have sold 40,000 tickets for that game. So that's going to be a big wow. game. And then on Sunday, Mexico is taking on El Salvador. That will be a big game as well. In the NASL, the only big clenching game is Miami FC. They have another opportunity to win that league they will be taking on the San Francisco Deltas to try to win win the spring season. And that is what the games I recommend you to watch. And that will conclude my football recap of the week. Now on to miscellaneous news. Um, something that happened this past weekend we didn't really talk about because we weren't we didn't have our show six days ago. It was more than seven days ago. Um, the Dodgers and Padres actually had their benches clear last week on last Friday on the 30th. Uh, after the managers, Dave Roberts and Andy Green, got into um, got into it and accused each other of stealing signs, and both benches cleared. It was a mess. The Padres won that game ten to, or lost that game ten to four. And did anything else happen in that series? Did it benches clear or anything at all during that series in other games or no? No. Okay. So I guess it was just a one time thing. They just wanted to get into it. They just wanted you know it was a ten four blowout. They might as well clear the benches and have some fun i'm just still confused how do you steal signs when you show signs i, I don't know i don't know i guess they, it's it was like a the patriots gate or whatever when they were stealing signs well that's from, different though from teams you know when you cheat all the time that's stuff. how you win but you know uh, they have the camera on the catcher right yeah from the field so yeah i mean i'm still confused on how you steal signs when you know they're out there in front of everybody so I'm not sure. Okay. Anyway, uh, the All-Star Game is in Miami next week. Are we excited about that? Well, Well, they'll have a sellout, that's for sure. (laughs) They will have a sellout. Yes, (laughs) it will be a sellout, but this is the first All-Star Game that will not determine who gets home field advantage in the World Series. Which was a wrong move anyway, is the way I feel. Uh, I mean, I there's like a, then there's nothing really to play for in that game. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. I mean, it's just like bragging All-Star. rights for the players. I mean, no, that's... what even bragging rights? It's just uh, for like the younger players that was extra pay for them. You know, mm. for a lot of your uh, high end players, they just wanted the three days off. So when they went to that rule, you know, where you know, okay, if you win, you get the home field. I just never understood that. Yeah, I, I. But I never understood why they uh, had the uh, commissioner who was an owner of a team too. So true. Yeah. So. Uh, JT Wimbledon update. Do you have one for us? Well, on the women's side, there was an upset today. Uh, Carolina Pliskova. She was considered the favorite to win the Wimbledon tournament this year. Uh, she had a, got an upset um, in today's match. She had lost to Petra Kivitova. I hope I hope I said that right. So that was a. Big upset in Wimbledon for the women's side. On the men's side, uh, 
Novak Djokovic, he's advancing to the past third round, so he's doing very well there. Uh, looks like everything else is on track. Uh, Roger Federer, he'll still dazzle. He's off at the third round, past third round as well. So, and Annie Murray, he's still doing it as well in Wimbledon. So that's all that is for Wimbledon as of right now. All right. Great. Well, let's go on to Manny Pacquiao. He lost another fight this weekend to Jeff Horn. Do you think Manny Pacquiao's career is officially done? Uh, only when he wants to make it officially done. Because <laughs> there always be a fight for a fighter. Floyd Money Mayweather, it's the same thing. Right. He came out of retirement for his last fight, or we think it's his last fight. Right. So, I mean, Manny Pacquiao, he's been struggling the past few years anyway when it comes to fighting. So, I don't know. I mean, what do you think, JT? No, I, with Manny Pacquiao, it was kind of interesting with the fight because I heard a lot, there was like controversy that the refs made some questionable calls that went in favor of Jeff Horn and not Manny Pacquiao. And Manny Pacquiao feels that if some of the calls went his way, he would have won. Uh, last I heard, there was he was his group was like appealing to try to have the scores like checked just to see if what well, the calls were accurate. And now there's talk that you know money that he feel he got set up or something so I don't know but Manny Pacquiao he's he's falling down right now and not sure if he's gonna get back up come in, why why keep coming out of these fights you know if you're gonna lose focus keep losing you know and he's been focused on trying to do government stuff for the Philippines so maybe he should focus on doing that but we'll see only time will tell maybe he'll get his form again and bounce back but we'll have to wait and see all right, now it's on to winners and losers. Uncle Bobby, it's your turn first. Okay, so the winner will be that uh, Major League umpire, uh, John Tupain, I believe his name. Okay. The one that rescued, helped rescue that uh, lady who was trying to jump off the Roberto Clemente Bridge oh, in okay. Pittsburgh. Wow. And he had been coming back from um, something he was doing on his uh, time off, and there was already a Tampa Bay... I think a trainer was there walking across the bridge too and, and they saw what was going on so but uh the John Tupain took the brunt of it he got a bunch of scratches on his arms and stuff he's trying to help pull her back um but then he went on to uh umpire the game later that night so it's a really a great thing he did today or that day he did it nice and who is your loser of the week okay so my loser would be the Nashville well, the city of Nashville was a fireworks show they had for July 4th. They decided to do it in the stadium, and I don't know what happened, but they ended up damaging a bunch of seats. Oh, oh on fire. fireworks, yep. Um, and yeah, so they have to replace them. And they're saying they think they'll have them replaced by the time the uh, football season starts, but don't know for sure. But I just don't know how that happened because nobody knows for sure, you know. But it's Jeez. just, yeah. I don't know how many seats were damaged, but, I mean... Come on, you know, if you're going to do fireworks, you know, I mean, but anyway. Now, that's a hot mess. Yeah, that's a big hot mess. Hot mess. <laughs> yeah. JT, on to you. Well, my winner this week is Tommy Heineman, uh, forward for the San Francisco Deltas. Uh, he was kind of written off after his career in the NASL. He was with the Ottawa Fury. Then he signed a big contract with the Tampa Bay Rowdies last season. It didn't work out for him. He only got three goals. Was let go. Um, his old coach, Mark DeSantos, coached the expansion team San Francisco Deltas and brought him in. And a lot of people didn't expect much out of him, but he's done very well. He got four goals this season. He scored two goals in this game for the San Francisco Deltas in a recent game against Puerto Rico FC. And now San Francisco Deltas, they got a big game against Miami FC this weekend. So if they win, they're still one point behind Miami FC and could clinch the spring title, get them in the playoffs. So that'll be interesting to watch. My loser this week is Fox Sports. 
And that is because, in case you didn't hear about this, Bob, Fox Sports apparently last week decided to lay off all the writers. So all the writers got laid off on their that do their websites for all their sports. So now when you go on their website, all you see is videos. That's all you see on the website now. So that's my loser for this week. One, a couple other loser, loser I will mention real quick is currently the 40-year-old free agent class in the NHL. You got Yarmir Yager, 45 years old. He had 16 goals for the Florida Panthers, and the Florida Panthers let him go. They have not signed him yet. Jerome McGinley, he was let go by the LA Kings. He hasn't been picked up by anybody either. And Shane Doan, who's been the face of the franchise for the Arizona Coyotes, he got let go as well. Uh, free agency been about a weekend for the NHL, and none of these guys have been picked up yet. It'll be interesting to see where they end up. There's been rumors, Dylan, that the Predators might pick up one of these guys. Oh, there you go. So on to uh, my winners and losers of the week. So one is an NHL winner, actually. Connor McDavid getting paid over a $100 million contract for eight-year extension. Fantastic offer. Um, I know GMs are going to be kind of worried because now they have to follow that same kind of contract for their big stars and their teams too so they'll be dishing out a lot of money over the next few years but connor congratulations you deserve that contract you got and my loser of the week is going to be the rap industry because Le'Veon bell decided to release a rap album and it's happening in july so that's my loser of the week so on to uncle bobby's scam of the week Okay, so this is a hard thought out one, but Uh-oh. it pertains to the several decades of the harassment of the Washington Redskins in their name. Okay. And trying to get them to drop it and change it. And they were basically pressured all the way up to the former President uh, Obama when he had said, yeah, if I was running the team, I would change the name. Look at changing the name. Well, they went to the Supreme Court. Not for that case, but for another case uh, involving somebody else similar, and the Supreme Court ruled that that was a violation of the uh, First Amendment. So because of that, the case against them by the groups, I don't know how many total were, was dropped. So the Washington Redskins now can keep their name and not worry about being harassed anymore to drop it or change it. So that's my scam that all this money was wasted and all this for all, all these years. I mean, it just made no sense to me. No sense. If Jack Kent Cook was still alive, I'd guarantee it would have been stopped a long time ago. True. You know, but, True. But that's my scam of the week. All right. There is Uncle Bobby's scam of the week. Now on to some big news for us. We actually got a review on iTunes. Finally. <laughs> so during this segment, I'm going to say, go on our iTunes, go on Out of Bounds with Dylan James, and rate us. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a review because we love to have those. It's fantastic. But we got our first one. It was a five-star rating, JT. Oh, yeah. Five-star rating um, from Home Adventurer. And it says, more Uncle Bobby. And for God's sake, mention Carol so she'll be be happy. (laughs) Yes, Carol. You you deserve another shout-out. Shout-out to Carol. Shout-out to Carol. All right. Yes. So (laughs) we're excited about that. So on to our final thoughts. Uncle Bobby, what's your your final thought? Uh, let me think about it. Can somebody else? Okay, JT, okay. your final thought. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> I'm so shocked by that review mentioned my name. All right. I know. <laughs> hey, you're famous now. I know. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So, my final thought, as requested by Dave Shiroff, is going to be about bowling. No, I'm, wow. I'm just joking. But uh, since he requests, I'll make a quick shout-out about bowling. 
Uh, Marshall Kent, he's he had a bowling competition recently, and he defeated Chris Barnes in double Texas. And he, Chris Barnes, he's the 18-time PBA Tour winner to win the Grand Casino Hotel and Resort PBA Oklahoma Open on Sunday. Uh, so that was great. So that is one thing I wanted to mention. Uh, one other thing I want to mention for my final thought was, and this is uh, good news. I'm very happy to break this news. So in case you didn't hear, uh, San Jose Earthquakes player Matias Silva, he was in Lake Tahoe, and he was swimming, and apparently... I guess what happened was he drowned and was unresponsive. They had to do CPR. So apparently, a few days ago, they said he he was in a coma. So they just now announced that um, he he's now out of a coma and he's responding and everything. That's so nice. that's great to hear. Uh, great news to hear about that. So glad to hear Silva's gonna be okay and hopefully he'll be able to return to uh, Reno 1868 FC because that's the team he's playing on for their affiliate in the USL. So hope uh, everything's going well for you, man. And the last thing I want to mention is, unfortunately, um, it's been a rough week for the Capitals, but hopefully they'll figure it out and bounce back after our defense literally got blown up in the free agency. <laughs> so hopefully they'll figure it out. But in the meantime, hey, hey, any NHL players, AHL players, or ECH need a contract, defensemen, please come to Washington. So that will include my final thought. Uh, Dylan, what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts go out to the Memphis Grizzlies, specifically Zach Randolph, for getting his jersey retired with the Memphis Grizzlies. He spent eight seasons with the team. He earned two all-star appearances and led his squad to seven playoff appearances during that span. And he's been one of the most important aspects for the Grizzlies turning into a perennial playoff team over the past few years. And he's moving on to Sacramento Kings, but they're wanting to give him this honor of retiring his number. So no more will there be a player wearing the number 50 jersey in Memphis. So congratulations to Zach. And I send him my best going to Sacramento. All right, Uncle Bobby, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So my uh, final thought is uh, could turn in the NFL, and uh, they announced that they've added another uh, lady to their uh, referee de- uh, department. I should be doing the, uh, I think, instant replay. Oh, uh, okay. Looks like. So that's nice because they already have one. Uh, is it Sarah Thomas? Is that her name? They wanted to. I the, think so. Yeah, she's already on the field now. I uh, think so. One of the. Uh, Lines woman, uh, lines woman, I guess. So yeah, so they so, added a uh, another lady to do the. Uh, I guess looks like instant replay, I believe, or something, or play by play, or something. She's, uh, I get they get the full story on it. But anyway, so heads up to the NFL for uh, finally uh, catching on and add more ladies to the uh, referee division. There you go. Maybe it'll be better calls now. True. <laughs> <laughs> I think a female perspective is always That's a good it. thing. That's it. So thanks for listening to the show this week, guys. We appreciate all that you do for us. Uh, make sure to review us. Send us some more reviews because we have one already. Um, thanks, Scott Also Butler. some five-star <laughs> ratings on iTunes. You can listen to us on Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Um, also, check us out on outofboundspodcast.com. You can email me at dylan at outofboundspodcast.com. You can check out our Twitter page, OOB Podcast, and our Facebook page, Out of Bounds with Dylan James. And we would love to hear some feedback and suggestions for the show because we always want to make this show better for you. JT, what are your J- what are your social media handles? <laughs> All right, guys. You can reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at JTSaka88. That's at J-T-S-O-C-K-A-88. You can email me at JT at outofboundspodcast.com. And you can also reach out to me on my personal sports blog. It's JTTheSportsGuy.com. 
Bobby, is ball washers for hire <laughs> up and running on Twitter again? No, like I said, I'd have to do another one, so I'll let okay. you know when I do it. But uh, okay. um, I won't be doing Facebook anymore because after I gave my name out, I already started getting, uh, I don't know, I got some scary uh, friend requests. So I don't know who they are, and I'm afraid. So uh, I'm afraid um, for you. Uh, I mean, lately all I've been getting is these uh, uh phone calls for the uh, student loans i've never gone to college so uh interesting yeah so i'm afraid now to see what i'm getting on facebook so i think i know what's happening i I think it's because you said you you have one date every decade and you still have three years to go you haven't had your date for this decade yet so they're trying to find you on facebook well that still isn't right so okay (laughs) Uh, yeah well anyway so yeah when i get twitter going again maybe i'll uh give that out but we'll see so perfect All all right well thanks again for listening guys and we will see you next week enjoy the sports 